हरे कृष्णा सो आई वुड लाइक टू वेलकम यू ऑल फॉर आवर सेकेंड बुक वी आर स्टार्टिंग टूडे एंड दैट बुक नेम इज द कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस द मैचलेस गिफ्ट एंड द फर्स्ट चैप्टर द नेम ऑफ द फर्स्ट चैप्टर इज स्परिचुअल नॉलेज थ्रू कृष्णा सो इन दिस ऑडियो वी विल कवर द थिंग्स इन अ वेरी थीमेटिक वे एज वी डिस्कस्ड इन इन वन ऑफ अवर लेक्चर दैट हाउ टू मेक नोट्स आई मैंशन देयर दैट देर इज वन मैथड दैट टू कैच द फ्लो ऑफ द चैप्टर सो इन दिस पर्टिकुलर ऑडियो और फ्रॉम और इन अदर ऑडियोज ऑल्सो इन द फ्यूचर वी विल कवर द थिंग्स इन दिस पर्टिकुलर फॉर्मेट टू कैच द फ्लो हाउ प्रभुपाद इज मूविंग फॉरवर्ड बाई टेकिंग द इंस्ट्रक्शंस by taking the flow of the complete book or complete one one particular chapter so every chapter is connected to each other so ultimately when we cover all the chapters we'll catch the flow of the book so in this book prabhupad started with a very important point that this krishna consciousness movement is aiming towards to cure a man from a material disease and this movement is aiming toward re-establishing his original consciousness so here two words are very important one is material disease and one is re-establishing so what in the last chapter we have discussed about material disease material dust which is accumulated in our mirror like mind so that material dust is mentioned here as a material disease and that disease how we can see that we are in diseased condition because we don't know about our own identity whenever you go to an a, a mental hospital there are patients who don't know who they are first of all in spiritual way we are also like a mental patient we don't know our identity and we are misidentifying ourselves once pandit jawaharlal nehru the first prime minister of india he went to one hospital mental hospital in agra in uttar pradesh and one of the patient there he started laughing at jawaharlal nehru and when jawaharlal nehru asked him who are you in return he asked him that who are you pandit jawaharlal nehru answered that i am pandit jawaharlal nehru he again started laughing pro jawaharlal nehru said why you are laughing he said everyone who comes here he says like that that i am prime minister of india and i am pandit jawaharlal nehru so this is the condition of a material person one whose consciousness is under material influence under material influence we misidentify ourselves we misidentify ourselves we don't know who we are when we go for some interview 
interviewer asks us that who are you explain introduce yourself and we have to learn our introduction we have to learn that i have to speak like this i am dash and dash i am belong i belong to this country but this is not our real introduction and until and unless we don't know our real identity it means we are dean in a diseased condition so to bring us back to our normal condition prabhupad mentioned that by this is the aim of the krishna consciousness movement to introduce people by introduce people this krishna consciousness they gain their normal condition back how 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 one can get back his normal condition you see when a person forgets its uh, his identity suppose a, a person went to some other place and someone hits on his head and he forgets everything that who is my father who is my mother from where i belong to so when that person comes under those things which belongs to him sometimes uh, suppose a particular watch he sees and some memories uh, gain uh, coming to his mind that oh this watch i i see i saw this watch before also so by seeing those that watch he remembers something about his life real life so in a similar way when we introduce krishna consciousness to other people we chant hare krishna maha mantra that hare krishna maha mantra is our real activity and when we comes under this activity we remembers oh no we are not from this material world i forget my real identity now i have to know more about myself so in this way this krishna consciousness movement is helping the living entity in this material world to regaining its original consciousness so prabhupada in the first three paragraphs mentioned about the aim of krishna consciousness movement prabhupada mentioned that that uh, about a haunted person one who is a haunted he always speak nonsense like we discussed the past time or the incident happened with jawaharlal nehru so nowadays also the so called philosopher our so called education system everything is just i have to say i have to say it that this is not related to krishna consciousness or no it our education system our everything in material world is just making us forget of krishna and everything is in a diseased condition so we have to spiritualize everything by this krishna consciousness movement and the other word prabhupad used that reestablishing our relation reestablishing us in our original consciousness reestablishing means we are already established but somehow we forget it and now we have to again reestablish that and prabhupad mentioned that about um, how how we got contaminated prabhupad gave one example that rain water when falls down 
to earth fall downs on earth and it accepts the qualities of the earth earth is muddy so when the pure rain waters comes into the contact of the earth that pure rain water that the drop of that water also get muddy similarly we living entities are part and parcel of krishna and as we are part and parcel of krishna we have all the qualities all qualities in a similar way like a gold fragment a particle of gold is qualitatively similar to the reservoir of gold or you can say that a drop of an ocean has all the same composition same chemical composition as you find in the big ocean qualitatively we are same with krishna because we are part and parcel of krishna but quantity quantity wise we are different krishna is unlimited and we are we are limited in one sense so this is our constitutional position that we are part and parcel of krishna and originally we are very pure but when we comes into the contact of this material energy in last book also we have discussed that there are three types of energies one is external energy internal energy and marginal energy so when there is marginal energy who we are the jivas the living entities when comes into the contact of external energy we grab the qualities of external energy so external energy this material energy consists of three modes of nature one is mode of goodness one is mode of passion and one mode of ignorance so as we come into the contact of this material energy we got contaminated by these three modes of nature and that is our disease and we have to we have to accept krishna consciousness movement or it is our duty also to spread this movement when to cure the people as we seeing we are seeing that during corona pandemic all the organization started helping each other so real help is by spreading this krishna conscious movement if we are not doing this if we are not spreading krishna consciousness we are not giving a real help to all the living entities all the living entities are not solely suffering from this corona once corona goes another big problem will come problems will continuously come in this material world our real aim is to our real work our real help is to give krishna consciousness to all the living entities so that they can understand their real position real activities and go back home back to godhead where they can live eternally without any sufferings so these are the things covered by shila prabhupad in first three paragraphs and further in the fourth and fifth paragraph prabhupad mentioned more about material nature more about external energy and prabhupad mentioned that this and external energy is not working independently it consists of three modes of nature all these material world 
or all these material modes of nature uh, acts as a forcing acts as a thing which force or start the action like when we wake up early in the morning we feel something goodness in our mind later some passion comes later some ignorance comes so these three modes of nature actually are the acting forces in this material world so but these are not independent one can see a machine propad mentioned here and explained that these are whenever one person when a foolish man propad mentioned that when a foolish man sees a machine what which is working automatically he may think that this machine is working automatically so there is no driver behind it but it is not the right knowledge when we say something is working automatically it doesn't mean that it has no creator it doesn't mean that it has no creator automatically means it is working automatically but behind it there is one person also who has made that machine so a foolish man may think that there is no creator there is no driver of that machine who who is who is uh, starting that machine and that machine is just working automatically it means it is independent but no but no propan mentioned that someone in control although we sometime cannot see the controller behind the machine due to our defective vision because we are under this material nature and we are our vision right now at present situation is very limited even we cannot see many things by our naked eyes we sometimes say that show me god but we are not even able to see many things by these naked eyes we cannot see the bacteria in our skin every time there are some many bacteria in our skins but we cannot see them and and on this authority how we can say that show me god because we are limited we have our limited range of seeing our limited range of hearing limited range of smelling many things are there which we cannot smell but a dog can smell so we are very limited so we are very defective also because of these limitations we cannot see the perfect things or see the things perfectly so we cannot say that the material energy material world because the atheist the atheist are those who deny the authority of god but they they actually un- trying to understand the nature and they thinks that nature is working independently but at, that is not the real thing real thing is that that behind this cosmic manifestation this cosmic manifestation is also like a big machine we can see sun comes in his time everything is running very perfectly many planets are moving in the atmosphere in the upper sky and they are so they are arranged in such a way that they are moving on their own classes without without crashing with each other so how can this uh, arrangement has been done when a scientist 
send some satellite in the space they have to manage the things from from their offices about the velocity of satellite about the orientation of satellite and how we can say that the big big planets are floating in the sky without any intelligent person behind it and who is that intelligent person that is krishna and krishna also explained this thing in the bhagavad gita maya dhakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam that everything whether it is animate or inanimate whether it is moving or non moving is controlled by krishna so again prabhupada in the fifth paragraph explained that our aim is to awaken mankind to its normal condition and in the sixth and seventh paragraph prabhupada in context to previous section that there is someone behind everything and the main point is that behind every material activity there is spirit present we have to start the fan the fan cannot start automatically one has to push the button and to push the button we need a spirit because a dead body cannot push the button uh, if there is soul is present in the body then only can body moves and push the button and fans start moving fans start moving so in this way the spirit is behind there in every action so prabhupad mentioned that that we have to understand who is that spirit and prabhupad logically explains that you can uh, right now by hearing this audio you i i am giving you one activity that that you have to ask yourself by seeing in the mirror or you i i'll give you another example related to establishing our identity that suppose you are in your room and there are three things in the room one chair one table and one book this mathless gift book and you are in your room and one another person came inside the room and he asked you that this chair belongs to whom and you answer that this chair belongs to me because i am in the room and the things present in the room belongs to me i am their proprietor of this thing okay after 10 years there are some changes in the room you have painted the room with another color and your chair is now is broken and that person came again and he asked you that this chair belongs to whom and you answered that this chair belongs to me now the things got changed room got changed but you inside in that room again speaking again answering that this thing belong to me now suppose that room is your body and the things those who are present in that body like consider it as your eyes nose or ears and when someone ask you this i belong to whom you answer that this bill i belong to me so say like in the previous example that you are asking that this chair belong to me 
it means you are different from the chair so when someone ask you by pointing out your eyes that the eyes belong to whom and you are answering that these eyes belong to me it means you are different from that i and when someone ask you this room belongs to whom and you will ask this room belong to me in a similar way when someone ask you that who are you or this body belongs to whom you will say this body belongs to me it means you are different from this body you are different from this body and who are you now you are different but you are a soul you put your finger in front of you and ask ask yourself are you this finger you will say no i am not this finger but this finger belongs to me it means you are different from the finger you are different from this part of the body so you are different from the body so propad mentioned in the sixth paragraph about our identity then propad mentioned about the faulty education system that there is no system in our education department which explain this important part about our identity they have no department which is investigating the difference between a dead man and a living man they are just busy in making life very sophisticated in just improving the things of eating sleeping and mating and propad mentioned this is animalistic civilization and the solution is to impart spiritual knowledge in our education system and propad said that krishna that arjuna is also a very intelligent person but krishna explain him those thing which are beyond his understanding and that those thing are called as adhokshaj which are beyond our this limited sense perception and when we start asking this question that when we start asking this question that uh, who i am what i am from where i came and the search of these answers are called meditation propad explained that and further propal explained that our so called scientist they put aside this important question that who i am they are just engaging us in creating more and more facilities they are creating horseless carriage wingless aeroplanes propad mentioned that before horseless carriage also people move go from one place to another place without any air pollution they are creating even more problems and they are not understanding that that actually the real factor behind every creativity every action is spirit if they find out that spirit then their actions are are deserved they deserved of some appreciation and by our material limited knowledge we cannot understand those spiritual subjects then what to do propad mentioned that we have to hear from a perfect person and who is the perfect person krishna is the perfect person because he has no any defects krishna is beyond every defect so we have to accept the knowledge imparted in the bhagavad gita thus we have completed over seven paragraphs if you have any questions you can ask and i will send you these notes after completing this chapter and tomorrow we'll complete the second part of the chapter hare krishna hare krishna so i would like to welcome you all we'll start our 
पार्ट सेकेंड ऑफ फर्स्ट चैप्टर यस्टरडे वी स्टार्टेड ओवर फर्स्ट चैप्टर स्परिचुअल नॉलेज थ्रू कृष्णा एंड वी हैव कवर्ड ऑलमोस्ट सेवन पैराग्राफ्स एंड ऑल दोज थिंग्स आई हैव मैंशनड इन अ थीमेटिक वे आई मैंशनड इन द ऑडियो दैट वट इज़ देयर इन फर्स्ट थ्री पैराग्राफ In the first three paragraphs, Prabhupada explained that what is the aim of Krishna consciousness movement, and how this movement will help us help living entities, conditioned living entities, to come out from the material disease and to awaken our original consciousness. Then further. Prabhupad gave example of rain water and thus he explained that as we are part and parcel of Krishna Krishna is ultimately completely pure and as we are part and parcel of Krishna we are also pure but due to come under the influence of material nature at present we are we are exhibiting some impurities through our activities through our day to day lifestyle because of because we misidentify ourselves with the matter so that is the aim of krishna consciousness movement to reestablish again our original consciousness and in fourth and fifth paragraph prabhupad mentioned about material nature that it is not independent it is working under the direction of supreme being krishna and in sixth to seventh paragraph prabhupad mentioned about faulty education system real education system about the concept of soul and uh, the process by which we can get perfect knowledge and that the process that process is to hear from a perfect person and from now we will continue from paragraph number 8 so in 6th and 7th paragraph prabhupad mentioned about the process of learning and in the 8th paragraph prabhupad prabhupad wrote that our process of knowledge is very easy and what is that process just hear krishna's instruction bhagavad gita that is the principal book of knowledge given by adi purush the original primeval supreme personality of godhead krishna further prabhupad explained that this over acceptance of krishna as the supreme personality is not just a sentiment we are not whimsical we accept krishna as the supreme personality of godhead based on evidences evidences from many big big authorities first of all our authority is ved vyas ved vyas has given us 
द होल रेंज ऑफ वैदिक स्क्रिप्चर्स एटीन पुराणास महाभारत उपनिषद ऑल दीज थिंग्स आर गिवन बाय वेद व्यास एंड वेद व्यास एक्सेप्टेड कृष्णा एज द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड एंड द गुरु ऑफ वेद व्यास नारद मुनि ही ऑल्सो एक्सेप्टेड कृष्णा एज द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड एंड फर्दर ब्रह्मा जी फर्स्ट बींग इन ओवर क्रिएशन he also accepted krishna as the supreme so our knowledge is not whimsical we are not whimsically accepting krishna as the supreme arjuna also in the bhagavad gita when he when he called krishna as param param bhav param pavitram all these thing and at that time krishna mentioned that it is not me who is speaking like this that you are param you are absolute but many sages like narad asita deval vyas they also accepted you as a supreme personality of godhead so prabhupad mentioning here about the authoritative disciplic succession that this is the process of learning like brahma gave knowledge to narad narad in gave knowledge to vyasdev so we are accepting krishna based on the authorities of our disciple disciplic succession further in the paragraph 9 prabhuvad has mentioned that that how and why krishna is supreme how krishna is supreme we are saying that krishna is supreme but how so there are two main points we can write down from this paragraph that he is the controller of everyone but there is no one superior to him no one to control him nor is there anyone equal to him this is the position of krishna he is the controller of everyone no one is superior to him no one is to control him nor is there anyone equal to him so if we if we have to say about yeah you can say the definition of god how we can define god then this is the definition of the god that god is the controller of everyone so in vedic scriptures and even krishna also spoke arjuna about his identity that matta partaram na anyat there is no one superior to me matta partaram na anyat so further i forget the complete verse but there krishna tells arjuna that there is no one superior to me and in the whole range of vedic scriptures it is accepted that krishna is the ultimate controller he also said in the bhagavad gita that maya dhyakshena prakriti suyate svacharacharam maya dhyakshena i am under my direction everything is working and also in one place krishna explained that all the things are based on me just like pearls are strung over a thread 
thread is not seen when uh, when we have our necklace made of pearl we cannot see the thread but when until when there is no thread pearls cannot stay together so that is the position of krishna and further in that paragraph propad mentioned that it is not like that that krishna is a manuf- manufactured god propad said here that it is a very big unfor- it is a very unfortunate thing in india that in every day a new god has come up once shri laprabhad has said like new new type of cars manufactured in america similarly every day there is new god manufactured in india but krishna is not like that krishna is god he is god god is not a position like demigods demigod is a position even any jiva can become indra indra is a position and the per jiva the living entity who resides on that position his name is different like chandra is a position and the living entity who is now the king of chandra yeah who who accepted this position his name is som sun is a position sun god so all these are positions brahma is a position but god is not a position god is not a position no one can become god some impersonalist or some other some pradayas some other system of this knowledge they said they say that by performing meditation one can become god and krishna one who speaks bhagavad gita that is such type of god he is an he is he was an a realized person he was a realized person but it is not like that one cannot become equal to god by performing some meditation god is god that's all when krishna when he was just 6 days old he killed a very big demon putna demon putna he killed he has not to performed any mystic yoga before killing her he, he was god he is god and he knows who 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 is putna who was putna and also he he gave her a position as her, as him his mother so all krishna is omnipotent omniscient at every stage whether he is performing his past time as a child or whether he is present in a battlefield of kurukshetra he is god always he is not a manufactured god one thing more i want to explain that the impersonalist in the beginning they also worship some deities they also worship some deities but when they think or when they accept sanyas for them 
accepting danda accepting that sanyas road means they become equal to narayan and after accepting that sanyas road they stopped their worshiping of the particular deity he worshiped before because he thought now for himself they thought that they are now equal to that god then there is no need to worship that deity again but it is not the correct idea so prabhupada mentioned in that ninth paragraph that krishna is not a manufactured god and in paragraph 10 to 12 prabhupada emphasizes more on the process of accepting a perfect authority so prabhupada gave one example that it is not a very new thing new thing to accept accept an authority for getting knowledge sometimes when we say the other persons that to get knowledge we need one authority we have to accept a guru then people generally claim that there is no need of guru you are guru for yourself no need to accept any other person as a guru how can we believe him what he is teaching better is to make your experiments and learn from your experiences that is one thing but it is not generally happening that we are learning things without guru even when we were child we learned a b c from a teacher from the beginning of our life we ask our parents what is this what is this and parents answer us and so we learn and even if we are thinking that we have to promote this idea that there is no need of any guru and if we act as a promoter then we are again we are also accepting a position of guru without being guru how can you promote so the idea that there is no need of guru is a false idea at every point we are learning things okay our experience also matters but how our experiences are coming someone has told us that push this button then we can push the button and when fan starts we get some experience but how can we reject that that person told me to push that button so it is not a very new thing prabhupad said to accept an authority but prabhupad also mentioned one one very important point that authority should not be a cheater authority has to give his disciple no uh, without changing the principles of the shastras so when we come up to that point of authority that authority should not be a cheater means there are cheaters also who are promoting wrong knowledge so for your for your benefit i will explain here about the authoritative system what is the benefit of accepting an authority so as a living entity we all have four defects until and unless we have four defects we cannot become authority so who can be the authority only krishna can be become an authority because he has no any defect but 
at present we don't have access to krishna so that's why there is a disciplic succession krishna gave knowledge to brahma brahma received knowledge which is not defective and brahma forward this same knowledge to narad ji without hindering without putting his own ideas he just receive and transfer it to narad and thus this knowledge of krishna come down through the disciplic succession and when we receive this knowledge through disciplic succession that is perfect but if someone puts his idea and make that perfect knowledge imperfect with his own materially motivated explanations then that knowledge is not perfect so we are not the authority krishna is the authority but there are four system also uh, there are four systems krishna gave knowledge to four persons one is to brahma shiva and sanak sanatan chatur kumar four kumaras and lakshmi ji so these four sampradayas are only the authoritative sampradayas and we as a iskon we comes under brahma sampradaya and the name of this sampradaya is brahma madva gaudiya sampradaya gaudiya comes when chaitanya mahaprabhu also came under this this disciplic succession so we are not authority but we can become authority how we can become authority prabhupad mentioned that if we receive information from the perfect stores and if we repeat that information then what we are speaking can also be accepted as a perfect and authoritative so just repeat the words evam parampara praptam even krishna demands that that one has to come under the parampara system then the knowledge of krishna the gita first gave krishna gave it to sun go sun then from sun to ikshvaku and further comes down even prabhupad mentioned one example of dhruv maharaj how dhruv maharaj received instruction from narad muni and under his guidance he performed austerities and later lord vishnu came and gave him darshan so that is the benefit that if we come under the guidance if we come under the disciplic succession and we have if we accept a guru then our activities of devotional services guru take those results and hand over it to krishna and krishna personally sees oh my representative has given me report about this particular boy particular devotee so i have to give darshan krishna's representatives are not ordinary persons we have to understand this so prabhupad in the 13th paragraph mentioned that or uh, dhruv maharaj has performed very big big austerities uh, so what about us we are not that much we are not at much at that level what we should do so prabhupad said that there yes austerities are needed in krishna conscious process and for us the austerities first austerity is to take only krishna prasad don't take cooked food outside and not offered to krishna and the second austerity is about sex restrictions that it should only be under the married life only to beget some krishna conscious children and prabhupad mentioned that if we follow the vedic these vedic instructions we can make advancement in 
spiritual consciousness. Otherwise, we are thinking of advancing in various other material knowledge, fields of material knowledge and what is the use of that advancement if we don't know what will be our next life. So, it is better to become a devotee and learn authoritative scriptures and know about what will happen after death, what will happen to us, what will be our next life. All these things are given in the scriptures and it is perfect knowledge. So that your action in the present life also become devotion, devotional type of actions. And in 14th paragraph, Prabhupada mentioned that very easy process, this Krishna Consciousness. If one is not even educated, one can say that I am not educated, how can I learn Bhagavad Gita, I cannot read. Prabhupada mentioned that you can make your life perfect by chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Krishna has given us tongue two ears and we may surprise to know that Krishna is realized through the ears, not through the tongue. Or Krishna is realized through the ears and the tongue, not through the eyes. By hearing his message and tasting Krishna Prasad. This is very simple thing. And how can Krishna can be under, understood? In the 15th paragraph, Prabhupada mentioned that by the process of surrender. Krishna demands surrender. Sarudharman paritajya maamekam sharanam braja. And in the last paragraph, Prabhupada mentioned that we are very unfortunate, that we are rebellious. We deny the authority of Krishna. And we resist authority, Prabhupada mentioned, and material, and we are thinking we are independent. We are thinking that we are not under any authority, but material nature is forces authority on us. And how can we understand this? We want to live independently. Now you can, we all can see what is our life now. We are under lockdown. We cannot. We are in sufferings, and these sufferings are is just is a very big proof that we are under the authority of someone we are not think we are we don't want to become ill we we don't want to become sick but still we are getting illness it means we are under someone control and our senses are also our authorities until and unless we cannot con we cannot uh, control our senses, these senses drags us anywhere and we commit sins and further we get the results in the form of sufferings. And lastly, in that 16th paragraph, Prabhupada concludes with the words that the best and ultimate authority is Krishna for he is our eternal well-wisher and he is always speak for our benefit. So simply by hearing of his glories from Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam and by chanting his name, we can swiftly perfect our lives. So this is the first chapter. If you have any doubts, any questions, you can text me. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So today we will start our first chapter of first book of our course that is on the way to Krishna and the chapter name is through way to happiness so every one of us is searching after happiness everyone means every living entity whether it is animal or human every one of us are searching after happiness
बट द पॉइंट इज दैट वी डो नॉट नो द राइट वे वी डो नॉट नो द राइट वे बिकॉज आफ्टर प्रोपाद हैज मैंशन दैट देयर आर सो मैनी एडवर्टाइजमेंट ऑफ आउट हैप्पीनेस बट प्रैक्टिकली स्पीकिंग नो वन इज हैप्पी वी ऑल आर बिजी इन गेटिंग ऑल द प्रोडक्ट्स इन द मार्केट टू मेक अवर सेल्फ हैप्पी बट स्टिल स्टिल समथिंग इज लैकिंग एंड वट इज दैट लैकिंग वील फाइंड आउट इन दिस चैप्टर सो प्रभुपाद हैज सेड दैट हैप्पीनेस इज जनरली परसिवड थ्रू द सेंसिस सो सेंसिस इन इट सेल्फ इज नॉट द मेन पार्ट मेन पार्ट बाई विच वी कैन परसिव द सेंसिस इट ऑल्सो डिपेंड अपॉन द कॉन्शियसनेस so senses and consciousness there are some connections what is that connection because according to the level of consciousness there are different species of life and so the different degrees of perceiving the happiness is there for example we are saying many times that there are 84 lakhs type of species of life and all these 84 of 40 84 lakh species of life are based on the level of consciousness if consciousness is down low that particular different type of body has also senses but the power of perceiving the happiness is also of lower standard for an example if we take an example of a pig pig consciousness is different from a consciousness of human being for a pig eating stool is a source of happiness but that source of happiness is not good according to the perceivance of a human being human being cannot find happiness in eating stool but a pig is finding happiness so there is a difference difference of consciousness although the process is the same eating a human cannot eat stool but he will eat halwa or nice dishes but if we put all those nice dishes in front of a pig pig cannot eat because of the difference of the consciousness so the level of consciousness also in relation with the level of happiness is so prabhupad gave here an example of a tree the tree also have consciousness but it is not developed and tree may stay, stand for a long time in all kind of weather and they have no way of perceiving miseries because their senses their level of consciousness is very down they cannot perceive happiness distress as a human can if a human being were asked to stand like a tree for a 3 days he will not able to tolerate so the point is here is that that there are different level of consciousness and so the different level of happiness is are there but what is the highest happiness highest happiness is explained by shri krishna to arjuna in the 6th chapter and that is 6.21 sukham atyantikam yattad buddhi grahyam atindriyam वेत्ति यत्र न चाव्यम स्थित चलती तत्वता 
that what is the highest stage of happiness and how to attain that we'll see how prabhupada is explained to come to the level of that happiness which is the highest first of all we have to understand that we are not this body we are soul we are soul when we understand that and we also understand when that we are not only soul but we are also in relation with the super soul supreme personality of godhead and when we came in contact with him we'll see that process of that linking process is called yoga and that yogic samadhi samadhi here word samadhi came that is the joyous state when person find outs that he is not this temporary body when he realizes this in future we'll read our yoga perfection in yoga book where you will find out that what is actually the meaning of yoga what is actually the meaning of samadhi for in for us now krishna consciousness being in krishna consciousness is the highest form of samadhi so but for that we have to understand that we are not this body we are soul why we have to understand this because that is our real identity prabhupad has mentioned here that if one is really want to be enjoy if one wants to enjoy he has to be intelligent and what is that intelligent what is that intelligence so intelligence means we can see generally prabhupada has mentioned here with an example that at least we should see who we are by general example so prabhupad gave an example here about a living body and a dead body and dead body has all the senses dead body also has eyes ears tongue genitals everything everything is there present in a body dead body also when the same person was alive he was enjoying he was eating he was listening to and music everything he was doing but when he got died and if you put if you place a, a nice dish before him the body that same body the same person after being died he cannot eat those palatable dishes why person is the same senses are the same but he is not now active it means something is missing from him so one can say that now he is not conscious yes he is not conscious but why how how you can say that he is not conscious so for that we have to understand that now the soul has gone everyone from everywhere you can get the same answer now soul has gone but that is not only the answer we have to analyze it further if soul has gone it means soul is the real person when a person die people cry oh my father has gone my father has gone but the father is there prabhupada has mentioned many times that father is there why you are crying 
इट मीन्स समन हु इज द रियल फादर हु इज द रियल पर्सन थ्रू हिम ऑल द बॉडीली एक्टिविटीज आर गोइंग ऑन दैट पर्सन वॉज द रियल पर्सन एंड वी मिस दैट पर्सन वी आर जस्ट गॉट अटैच विद दिस बॉडी एंड बॉडी इज स्टिल देयर वाई वी आर क्राइंग देन द पॉइंट इज दैट देयर हैव टू बी वी हैव टू बी इंटेलिजेंट इन दिस एस्पेक्ट अदरवाइज इफ वी आर थिंकिंग दैट देयर इज नो सोल ओनली बॉडी इज देयर दैट्स वाई आवर हैप्पीनेस इज ऑल्सो लाइक बॉडी वैन बॉडी इज ऑल्सो फिनिशेज आफ्टर सम टाइम सिमिलरली ऑल द हैप्पीनेस रिलेटेड टू द बॉडी ऑल्सो फिनिशेज सो पॉइंट इज दैट वी हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड दैट वी आर नॉट दिस बॉडी वी आर सोल दैट इज द हाइएस्ट फॉर्म ऑफ कॉन्शियसनेस वैन वी अंडरस्टैंड दिस दैट वी आर नॉट दिस बॉडी वी आर सोल एंड नॉट ओनली अंडरस्टैंडिंग दिस वी हैव टू एक्ट अकॉर्डिंगली ऑल्सो वी हैव टू एक्ट अकॉर्डिंगली ऑल्सो सो हेयर वन पॉइंट इज वेरी क्लियरली प्रभुपाद एज एक्सप्लेन दैट रियल एन्जॉयर इज द सोल नॉट द बॉडी एंड वी आर नाउ थिंकिंग दैट द बॉडी इज द रियल एन्जॉयर वी आर ट्राइंग टू गेट ऑल दोज थिंग्स विच आर विच आर मेंट फॉर दिस बॉडीज बॉडीली प्लेजर बट वी आर नॉट केयरिंग फॉर द रियल एन्जॉयर एंड प्रोपाद फर्दर एक्सप्लेन इट विद एन एग्जाम्पल ऑफ क्लोथ दैट दिस आउटर बॉडी इज नथिंग इट इज जस्ट लाइक अ क्लोथ लाइक ओवर आउटर क्लोथ इज मेड अकॉर्डिंग टू ओवर साइज एंड शेप ऑफ ओवर रियल पार्ट्स ऑफ द बॉडी देन वी वेयर दोज क्लोथ इजली लाइक लाइक आई वेयर आई वोर नाउ ए जैकेट एंड जैकेट इज मेड अकॉर्डिंग टू माई बॉडी सिमिलरली ऑल द बॉडीज ऑल द डिफरेंट स्पीशीज ऑफ लाइफ वट वी आर सींग इज मेड फिट अकॉर्डिंग टू द लेवल ऑफ कॉन्शियसनेस अकॉर्डिंग टू द लेवल ऑफ अकॉर्डिंग टू द साइज एंड शेप ऑफ द सोल एंड नाउ यू कैन से दैट देर इज नाउ द पॉइंट वन मे कैन आस्क दैट इज सोल इज ऑफ डिफरेंट डिफरेंट शेप्स एंड साइजेस हाउ इट इज बींग पॉसिबल दैट एंड दैट द the different type of bodies are there different yes different types of bodies are there and there is a also one different science how these bodies are developing when we read bhagavad gita we'll see over subtle body it is creating those gross bodies according to our subtle bodies gross body created so that is further more Uh, need more explanation but the point is that the body is outer like a outer cloth for a real person who wore it like i wore the jacket it means i am the person different from the jacket i am not the jacket i am different from the jacket but if i am thinking at i am the jacket and i feed jacket some food it will not help me once a person he was he went to a marriage he was a very famous poet i forget his name he was a very famous poet and he was invited in a very 
in a in a marriage of a very rich person and because he was a poet he wore a very simple dress and he went there and the guard they stopped him they stopped him and they said that this this marriage is not for you because you are not invited because of saying his simple dress only and the same person the same poet when he came with all his opulences all cars and all very well dressed coat and everything the guards and allowed him guards allowed him and when he was there in the party what he was doing he he start uh, feeding their coat he start feeding his coat and all the people were there they were amazed that and they asked him why you are feeding your coat and he had start laughing and he said that actually i was not invited here my clothes are invited here and my clothes are allowed here in the party so similarly this outer body is like a cloth for the soul and if we are busy in feeding that cloth busy busy in feeding only the cloth how can the soul the person who wore the clothes feel happiness there is no chance for happiness for the real person that is the point we have to understand that we all are busy in getting bodily comforts bodily things but the real person the happiness for that the feeding for that is missing but prabhupad explained that some persons are there those who are busy in feeding only the real person the soul and they are enjoying endless happiness ramante yogino anante they are controlling their bodily needs bodily senses and they are meditating on super soul within and they are feeling or experiencing endless happiness and their pleasure is endless and prabhupada has mentioned that this participation in spiritual life with the supreme lord is called raslila raslila do now point is that 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 yogis that meditators the bhaktas devotees all they are feeling endless happiness because they are understanding they are knowing that fact that we are not this body we are soul the real enjoyer is the soul so what to do with the body should we should we not take care of the body we should take care of the body as much as needed not out of need not too much concerned about the body too much attached with the body we have to care it just to perform all our spiritual activities so the point is that real enjoyer we have to understand who is the real enjoyer in everyone's body the real enjoyer is the soul that we have to develop such type of vision so prabhupada also mentioned that so so prabhupada mentioned that soul is not formless formless is soul is not formless and so god is also not formless because we are part and parcel of god soul is a part and parcel of krishna so we are not um, formless and also god is not formless so many philosophers are there who says like that soul is formless god is formless but is not like that 
soul is having all his senses and all his senses are transcendental that are not like our senses our senses are very limited very limited but soul senses are not limited but because soul is not in connection in relation with the supreme and it is in connection with the material atmosphere that's why it it is exhibiting like it is limited but when when soul comes in contact with the super soul the supreme personality of godhead who is unlimited that unlimited super soul that unlimited supreme personality of godhead allowed the law allowed the insignificant soul to experience the unlimited so that is the point sorry for the disturbance but point is that uh, supreme person supreme personality of godhead he allows the soul to experience unlimited happiness so like that so that's why yogis they always uh, busy and engages themselves in in uh, in meditating process of meditation so that process that participation in spiritual life with the supreme lord is called raslila actual meaning of raslila so further prabhupad explained that these raslila will not be understandable for those who are gross materialist those who do not know what is soul and what is difference between soul and body they cannot those person cannot understand the real meaning of raslila that is the exchange of feelings through spiritual bodies that is very advanced knowledge prabhupad has given us a very advanced knowledge foolish person cannot understand this no do not know the difference between body and soul body and soul and different levels of happiness they cannot understand it prabhupad gave an example of a person who 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 un- instead of uh, eating sugar cane he was he don't know about the sugar cane so he was he just have the outer external knowledge that sugar cane is like a bamboo tree so he was experiencing in in taking rasas and from bamboos but bamboos are rasaless tasteless but he was busy in tasting bamboos because he do not know what is the taste of sugar cane similarly similarly for those who are trying to get happiness and pleasure in this body they will not understand what is the happiness in spirituality what is the happiness in spirituality so the process of establishing oneself in real happiness is the process of krishna consciousness by krishna consciousness we can gradually develop our real intelligence and naturally enjoy relishing spiritual happiness as we make spiritual progress and it is given in shrimad bhagavad gita upon gaining this a yogi thinks there is no greater gain being situated in such such a position one is never shaken even in the midst of greatest difficulty so that is the process of krishna consciousness that that is the highest type of consciousness krishna consciousness when we understand who we are from where we are who is our real father all this all these things otherwise otherwise we are busy in 
just getting material things but once we get these things we'll see we'll find out that all those things are just temporary all those things are temporary and automatically we detached from all the material temporary things Prabhupada in the last paragraph of sixth page sixth page number six he has given our attitude after becoming krishna consciousness our attitude will be because in this material world all there are dangers all there are miseries frustrations but when we become krishna conscious we'll see dangers come and go so let them happen it is very difficult to make this kind of adjustment as long as one is on the materialistic platform and identity and is identifying with the gross body which is composed of perishable elements but the more one advances in krishna consciousness the more he becomes free from bodily designation and this material entanglement so we have to just become krishna conscious be serious be sincere become krishna conscious automatically we will find out we, our level of consciousness is developing at present we may all be big in a bodily conception of life but as soon as we accept krishna consciousness we find out our our consciousness is developing and we follow the principles and follow the rules and regulations and there is different definitely a change we will find out so in this way we have completed over this first task first audio of this first your task please listen to it if you have any question you can text me hare krishna hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so yeah yesterday we have completed our first chapter and today we will start our second chapter the chapter name is getting out of the material mire in the last chapter we discussed the thing in a very thematic way paragraph by paragraph i explained the things how the paragraphs are connected to each other and uh, in the last chapter prabhupada discussed many things like our faulty education system solution regarding this problem of having no knowledge about the self how to get the knowledge by by hearing from a perfect person and uh, prabhupada also explained about how and why krishna is god what is the need of authority why we should accept an authority and austerities like we cannot perform austerities like dhruv maharaj then what are the austerities for us how can we understand krishna and the answer is the by by surrendering to krishna we can only understand him and now and further prabhupad in the conclusion prabhupad said that simply by hearing of his glories from bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam and by chanting his names we can swiftly perfect our lives so 
in the second chapter Srila Prabhupada again establishing the theme of the chapter and that is the glorification of the holy name of the Lord. Prabhupada mentioned here in the first three paragraphs Prabhupada explained that our subject matter is most sublime the glorification of the holy name of God. The subject was discussed by Maharaj Parikshit who noted that a Brahmana who was very fallen was saved by chanting the holy names of Krishna. And that story is described in Srimad Bhagavatam 6th Canto and the Brahman name was Ajamil. As we know that Ajamil was a Brahman by birth and one day he went to forest to get some flowers for worship for worshipping the Lord and when he was in the forest he saw one prostitute and one man one lower low-grade person low-grade man they they both were hugging each other and this Brahmana when saw this thing he actually want to do this act with that prostitute and thus his brahmanical qualities goes down and he even he gave up his wife's association he left her and he married to that prostitute and to satisfy that prostitute he committed many sinful activities he committed crimes and later when he was around 80 years old he has 10 sons at that time and the youngest son his name he he his name was narayan and azamil was very much attached to the youngest child and at the at one time when his death came the representatives of Yamaraj came and uh, and he tried to means it is a time of Ajamil's death and out of fear after seeing those Yamadutas he shouted he shouted and asked for the help and he shouted his youngest son name Narayan out of anxiety out of fear he shouted and he cried he called his youngest son and his name was Narayan and after his call actually Narayan Dutas, Vishnu Dutas came and there was discussion between Yama Dutas and Narayan Dutas, Vishnu Dutas but this is very extraordinary thing that even he called his son Narayan he is not aware of this thing that he is calling even he is not calling Lord Narayan he, he was calling his son but that no, name Narayan has that much potency that even after unconsciously he called Narayan and Narayan came Narayan Dutas came so that is the power of holy name and Parikshit Maharaj listened to this Ajamila story but before that 
Shukadev Goswami spoke about the hellish planets. And in first three paragraphs, Prabhupada has mentioned, Prabhupada described that in Srimad Bhagavatam there are descriptions about various planetary system. There are three planetary system, upper, higher and lower. And all the planetary system have different atmosphere. And thus there are hellish planets also. And this is all in the first three paragraphs. From fourth to seventh paragraph, Srila Prabhupada mentioned that after hearing the description of hellish planets, means there are 26 types of hell described in the fifth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam in the last chapter, 29th chapter or or you can say last chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, fifth canto, there was there is description about hellish planets then that what type of sinful activity we commit and what type of hell is there for us there are different type of hells so after hearing the hellish planets description of hellish planets Prakshit Maharaj felt compassion in heart for those who sent to those hellish planets and Prabhupada explained that this is the heart of a Vaishnava. Vaishnava always feel compassion to those who are in distress. A Vaishnava only knows what is the real distress or what is the sol real solution for the distress of conditioned living entities in this material world. So, paragraph 4 to 5, Parikshit Maharaj, as he, he as, as a Vaishnava, he feels compassion to others' distress. Prabhupada mentioned that it, the Vaishnava, it is the heart of a Vaishnava. He always feels compassionate regardless of the country or sect to which other living entities belong. Vaishnavas always are compassionate. And further Prabhupada, in the glories of Vaishnavas, he mentioned some very important qualities. First of the quality is that Vaishnavas are always ready to forgive the offences. Prabhupada mentioned that it is an offence to blaspheme a Vaishnava. Krishna will not forgive us for that offence. But a Vaishnava is very much compassionate that he is always ready to forgive any type of offense committed by others. We know the story of Ambarish Maharaj that when Durvasamani tried to kill Ambarish Maharaj by producing one Shakti, one energy from his own potency and Lord Vishnu sent his Sudarshan Chakra, sent his Sudarshan Chakra and killed that energy, killed that Shakti and that Sudarshan Chakra then try, then start following Durvasamuni and Durvasamuni went everywhere. When he went to Lord Vishnu, Lord Vishnu said that it is not me who will forgive you, it is Amrish Maharaj, you have committed offence against him, go back to him and ask forgiveness and Amrish Maharaj 
forgive Durvasa Muni. So Vaishnavas are always ready to forgive any type of offenses. Then there is a word Kripam Buddhi. Ambuddhi means ocean and Kripa means mercy. So Vaishnava is a Vaishnava he is an ocean of mercy. He is very merciful. Oh, Vaishnava's mercy is the real mercy and we'll see what is the mercy of a Vaishnava. We all came into the contact of Krishna consciousness movement or came into the contact of Lord Krishna just because of the mercy of any Vaishnava. Vaishnava went door to door to, to distribute Prabhupada books. Vaishnavas took risk of their life and they went even in the even in in the dangerous conditions they went for preaching so thus it is the mercy of vaishnavas that we are under krishna consciousness movement vaishnavas are vancha kalpataru vaishnavas are vancha kalpataru kalpataru taru means tree kalpa taru vancha vancha means desires and Kalpataru is a special type of tree which fulfills all the desires. Prabhupada mentioned that in material world we have experience of those type of trees which only produce one particular type of fruit. But Vaishnavas are such a such type of tree that whatever you desire, whatever you desire you will that your desire will be fulfilled. So we should desire Krishna Bhakti whenever we met any Vaishnava we should desire Krishna Bhakti he can bestow the matchless gift upon a sincere disciple and that gift is Krishna consciousness Vaishnava whenever we met and whenever we meet an, a Vaishnava we should not ask about material things we should ask about spiritual things how can i become krishna conscious and then these vaishnavas will bestow us their mercy and they'll give us krishna consciousness and vaishnavas are most fortunate mahabhaga why because they accepted the krishna consciousness that's why they are the most fortunate person their Prabhupada mentioned that how sri chaitanya mahaprabhu explained that what is the process after taking many births after passing through 84 lakh species of life one get human form of life and if even getting one getting this human form of life if one get krishna consciousness that is very rare very rare very rare it is not that everyone is accepting this krishna consciousness krishna consciousness is there but no one is ready there are many people but still those who accepted this they are very fortunate and the mission the duty of a Vaishnava is to go door to door to try and try to give unfortunate people the best fortune and that is Krishna consciousness so Prabhupada here 
explained that this is the only mission for a Vaishnava to save sinful men who are suffering. By quoting from Srimad Bhagavatam, 7th Canto, Prabhupada took an example of Prahlad Maharaj. That Prahlad Maharaj, he in his prayers, he mentioned that I am not anxious for my own deliverance. I am anxious for those who are not in Krishna consciousness. So that is the position of a Vaishnava. We should respect Vaishnava. We, Vaishnava is very rare personality. A Vaishnava is even ready to go to hell to deliver conditioned souls. This is Prabhupada mentioning here. And it is stated in the Bhagavad Gita that if one executes the regulated principles of Krishna consciousness carefully, it is certain that he will reach supreme destination. So, this line is in connection that Prahlad Maharaj when he said that I am anxious for those who are not in Krishna consciousness and I will not go back home to Godhead alone, I will take all of these fallen souls with me. Then there Prabhupada mentioned that Prahlad Maharaj was a trained devotee. Prahlad Maharaj was a trained devotee and he he was a trained devotee and he knows that he, he is fixed in Krishna consciousness. So he is confident that he will go back to Godhead. And further in this chapter we will see how can we become that much confident that we also go back to Godhead and this is the confidence of Prahlad Maharaj that's why he is saying that I can I cannot go alone I will not go alone I will take all these fallen souls with me so we have to train ourselves this is the point we'll come to that point later so in paragraph 4 to 7 all these things are covered and from paragraph 8 to 9 Prabhupada mentioned that why people are not interested towards this Krishna consciousness movement a Vaishnava wants every conditioned living entity to come out from this material bondage he, he organized many programs but still people are not interested in the last chapter we have discussed that Devihi Esha Gunamai last book that un we are under three modes of nature and here Prabhupada mentioned that that why we are not interested in this Krishna consciousness because of the word used by Prabhupada is Maya Sukhaya we are busy in illusory in getting in we are trying to get illusory happiness we are busy in this and what is the illusory happiness Prabhupada gave an example that every year so many cars are being manufactured and for that purpose, so many roads have to be ex excavated, prepared and repaired. This creates problem after problem. That is illusory happiness. Illusory happiness means you are trying to get happiness, but in the whole process you are not getting happiness and after completing the process, you will see that other problems are coming, other problems produced. So, what is your proof? 
what is then our efforts we efforts just to get more problems so that is not the right way and we are busy in such type of activities we try to create very comfortable situation but we only succeed in creating another uncomfortable situation that is the principle if we are not satisfied propad mentioning here that if we are not satisfied by the natural comforts offered by god or nature and we want to create artificial comforts then we have to create discomfort also that is very important point we are trying to uh, get we are trying to get some artificial comforts like summer is there before ac came people people they adjust with the summer by yeah summer was there but actually summer increases because we we exploit the nature we exploited the nature and by that exploitation there is imbalance in the system in the natural system so it is now our duty to to go with the things those things which are in a natural sequence there is a natural sequence we have to live accordingly we should not try to get extra from the nature even our body has its natural capacities if we try to get extra from our body we will feel that we have lost many things we will feel that some another problem created sometime i i i also experienced that one devotee in the temple he lifted means he lifted a very heavy thing his capacity is not to lift that much and now he has got pain in his back so these are the things if we are trying to go in a means if we try to go away from our natural tendencies natural capacities or even in a broad view there are natural living lifestyle if we go away from this then one will feel one will create discomforts i also remember that when i was in padyatra i i when i was in padyatra i used to walk 15 km daily and our lifestyle was very natural and by that natural lifestyle my health got improved so this is the point that we are creating discomfort also if we not follow the natural process and in the ninth paragraph prabhupad mentioned that we are taking unnecessarily burden and we are trying to getting trying to get temporary happiness and the formula is to we are burden ourselves and the better thing is to free ourselves from material life and take sanyas and execute devotional service with no anxiety then further in 10th paragraph propad mentioned that that it is not easy to take sanyas for everyone so propad gave example of shrila bhaktivinod thakur dhruv maharaj pralad maharaj that they are grahasthas but they are well trained propad mentioned that they trained themselves in such a way that even as a householders they were not faced with interruption in their service 
they all are well well trained and how to train ourselves pralad maharaj gave one formula that the art of the training the training part the result of the training is to is remembrance of krishna and how to remember krishna always and the answer is simply glorifying the victorious activities and pastimes of the lord so this is the formula this is the training part that we should be, we should train ourselves in these points that simply glorifying the victorious activities and pastimes of the lord this is krishna consciousness so we should try to we should always when we ever we have a chance to speak speak about krishna whenever so this is the process by preaching we can remember krishna this is the formula if we don't preach then prahlad maharaj in 11th to 12th paragraph prabhupad men prahlad maharaj mentioning here that 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 my dear lord there are many saintly person and sages who are very interested in their own liberation they live in solitary places like himalaya mountain they don't talk to anyone and they are afraid of mixing with ordinary people in the cities and they are afraid of becoming disturbed or maybe even falling down they think better let me say myself i regret that these great saintly person do not come to the cities where people have manufactured a civilization based on a constant hard work such saints are very not are not very compassionate but i am anxious for these fallen people who are unnecessarily working so hard simply for the gratification of the senses so this is prahlad maharaj saying that that they are like those the prahlad maharaj is uh, mentioning those saints here who went to himalayas and busy in some type of meditation they don't speak to anyone but better is to speak and speak about krishna that is the perfection that is the perfection there were many many big 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 sadhus sages like sobari mani he went into the ocean he went into the not in the ocean he went into the yamuna river and he was thinking that there will be no disturbance for me but when he saw one when when he saw a couple of couple fishes fish couple male and female couple he got disturbed but when one preach one when one speak about the glories of the lord he cannot be disturbed even in any condition so prahlad maharaj wants to teach people how to surrender lord that is the last paragraph of today's task and prahlad maharaj mentioned that this is my call because in the name of hard work prahlad maharaj said that we in the name of hard work they don't know what it is they simply know how to fulfill sense gratification so prahlad maharaj mood is there in the paragraph 11 to 12 and tomorrow we'll go further and learn other things hare krishna hare krishna so first of all i would like to welcome you all for our second part second session on second chapter of our book the matchless gift yesterday we had discussed about various qualities of a vaishnava that how a vaishnava is very much anxious 
to deliver the fallen soul and we took the example of Prahlad Maharaj how Prahlad Maharaj wants that he wants to teach people how to surrender to Lord he knows that in the present situation the living entities the conditioned living entities they are just busy they are just busy in getting some temporary happiness that is maya sukhaya illusory happiness so the formula which was given by prahlad maharaj is to make living entities surrender to lord and for that purpose a vaishnava always plan always plan how a living entity takes shelter of Krishna. So from now, from today's paragraph from 13th to 15th, we will see that Prabhupada move further with the point that Prahlad Maharaj wants to teach people how to surrender then Prabhupada here in this paragraph explain what is the meaning of surrender. Because if one surrendered to Krishna, his path is very clear. Until and unless we are not surrendered to Krishna, our path is having many up and downs. So, it is a very important point that in our life Krishna should be at priority. If, if we have other things are in priority and Krishna is at secondary part, secondary thing, then it means we are not advancing in Krishna consciousness. So the main part is that our very life should be centered around Krishna. Everything as we discussed in the last book that Krishna is the only proprietor, enjoyer, maintainer, everything is Krishna. So we should live life like this, centered around Krishna. So Prabhupada explained the process of surrender. So here Prabhupada mentioned that all one has to do is bow down before Krishna with faith and say, Oh my dear Lord, I was forgetful of you for so long, for so many lives. Now I have to come, I have come to consciousness of you. Please accept me. This is a sincere prayer when one go to Krishna, he should pray like this. He should open his heart with knowledge that knowledge is that I am forgetful of you. O Krishna, I was forgetful of you. Now I have come to consciousness of your. Please accept me. This is the starting, the beginning of our process of surrender. Until and unless we don't accept our faults, we cannot surrender. 
it means we have some ego but if we accept and pray to krishna that is the process of surrender and for this the vaishnavas make plans make plans in the sense that they organize they some events they organize some festivals they are living entities the conditioned living entities are invited and when they came prabhupad in one of his book in upadesha amrit he explained that it is a duty of a vaishnava so that when people came to him he should enlighten them with knowledge the real knowledge he should give living entities the real in knowledge that's why preaching is our main part in our movement if we don't preach then we are just like other organizations they do big big programs but preaching is our main part preaching is our main part we don't wait people to come and then only we can preach we even go outside and do book distribution preaching programs padyatras all these things are just the show of the mercy of vaishnava this is the mercy of all the vaishnavas that they go outside door to door and preach krishna consciousness why just because of this that the conditioned living entity comes in contact with krishna and bow down before him so this is the main heart this is the heart of a vaishnava so prabhupad gave example here of six goswamis that these six goswamis they are well established in their life but after met, meeting with krishna uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu the six goswamis and the mainly rupa goswami and sanatan goswami they left their high profile jobs and came to vrindavan and they wrote literatures nana shastra vicharane kanipuno they wrote literatures and they were thinking always thinking about how the fallen souls can be delivered and is always involved in making plans to do so these are the examples we have our acharyas we should learn that this is the mood this is this should be the mood in our movement similarly prakshit maharaj also inquiring from shukdev goswami that how those who are suffering can be delivered this is a heart of a vaishnava prakshit maharaj said somehow or other they have fallen in fallen down but that does not mean that they should remain in that condition we have jesus christ also he is also a vaishnava he was also a vaishnava he also felt pain after seeing sufferings in the humanity so thus shila prabhupad in paragraph 13 to 15 explained the process of surrender and the compassionate vaishnavas qualities prabhupad has explained and in connection to the 15th chapter where 
it is said that somehow or other they have fallen down fallen down it means they have commit committed some sin and in 16th to 18th paragraph prabhupad mentioned prabhupad explained the various ways in which sinful activities can be committed and parikshit maharaj when questioned about what is the solution for that then shukdev goswami also answered parikshit maharaj that yes one has to counteract such sinful activities such a sinful life one had one has to counteract so prabhupad explained that sins can be committed in mind by speech by action all these are when we think of committing even sin in a mind that is also a sin that is considered as a sin and we have to we have to get its result and prabhupada also explained that a speech if we are not good in speech if our speech is also like it is hurt hurting someone then it is also a sin and by action we know if we perform some sinful action that is more general but in mind and speech also there can be sin one can commit the sin so after committing the sin what is the result the result is punishment when someone do pious things then the result is not punishment the reward they he will get rewards but after committing sins there is a punishment so in the 17th paragraph prabhupad explained that how people do not believe in next life because they want to avoid bodhration of bodhration and punishment but the next life cannot be avoided so some some people are there they say that only this life is the only life there is no next life the concept came just because of this that they want to commit they want to live independently but they want they don't want any authority on their on above above them their self they don't want any authority on so that's why they reject the authority of the god also because if they accept god then there will be hindrance in their living independently and they have to follow rules and regulations and one of the main rule is that if you commit sin then you have to get the punishment so to avoid all these things they just start claiming that there is no god how they claim that there is no god they they say that you can see your creation there are many sufferings if god is there then why there are suffering so they claim it means there is no god you are just saying there is god there is god but if god is there then why he is not uh, removing these sufferings but they don't understand that yes there are sufferings but there are enough facility for existence also there are enough facilities for existence also we can see the we can we are getting food materials we are getting rain water everything is there for 
uh, sustenance also. So our Acharyas has explained that these two things are working together in this world. One is the facilities are also given and at the same time punishment is also there. So that is the purpose. That is the, these are the two things which are happening here in the material world. So by this we have to understand the purpose of this material world. The purpose of this material world is like a purpose of jail. In a jail we can see when a criminal came into the jail, he also suffering, means punishment is given to him at the same time for his sustenance, uh, other things also given to him like food, clothing etc. So the two things happening in the jail at the same time, one is punishment and one is things given to him for his sustenance. But the purpose of the jail is to make him a nice person so that after getting punishment he will go outside after um, completing his time in the jail and when he go outside he become a nice citizen. So that is the purpose of jail. Similarly, the purpose of this material world is not to give suffering. The purpose of this material world is to cure our disease. And what is our disease? That we are living, we are trying and we are thinking to live independently. So to teach us that we are not independent, we are sent into this material world. So that is the purpose of the material world. So, those who don't want to who want to live independently those who want to live independently thus after giving some false arguments they reject the authority of krishna they reject the authority of god but they are just like a rabbit a rabbit when danger came he just closed his eyes and he thong, he start thinking that there is no danger but the danger is there it's similarly Superior laws are always active, laws made by God and we cannot avoid these laws and there are many witnesses Prabhupada explained and most important and powerful witness is Krishna himself. He is sitting in our heart, he knows what we are thinking, he knows what we are trying to do, we are what we are planning, everything is known to Krishna. And very important point and very interesting point is that that in the heart, Krishna is sitting in our heart and he also gives us the facility to perform our action. That is very interesting point. Someone may say that yeah, if Krishna is giving us facility then why we are suffering? Why we are suffering? Krishna is the cause then. Yes, Krishna is the cause but how? according to our desire. So if one want Krishna, he will give us chance to have him, Prabhupada has written, writing here. And if we don't want Krishna, he will give us chance to forget him. Yatha ichhasi tatha kuru. Whatever you desire, you can do. So it depends on our desire, what type of desires we have. If we want to enjoy independently then Krishna will give us facility for that and if we want to surrender to Krishna Krishna will help us because we have 
free will in us and we have a, a chance at every time to use this free will either in the service of Krishna or in the service of Maya. So Krishna will give so many chances to enable him to forget him life after life if we want to forget him. So Krishna make us like this that we will forget him life after life. So like that Prabhupada further explained in 19 to 20th paragraph that we cannot deny the laws made by God. We cannot deny the laws made by God. So we have already cleared this like one may deny that I will not follow the government. If he, if he don't follow the government then police will catch him and punishes him. Similarly, if we deny the existence of God and his laws, there is, there is law, we cannot deny it. But if we don't want to accept these laws, then there is punishment. And Shukadev Goswami said that ultimately one is responsible for all his actions, both good and bad. So what to do then? What to do? If we have committed sin, then what to do? Then there is a process of atonement. According to the gravity of the sin, we have the process of atonement. If the sin is more severe, then atonement, process of atonement is very big or means Prabhupada gave example of a when a person goes to a doctor and if he have a little headache, the, the doctor will give him one tablet for headache but if the disease is very much severe then there may, there may be surgery, surgical operations has to be done. So that is the part that according to our gravity of the sin we have to we have to go through the process of atonement. And Prabhupada also mentioned that this, this soul is ultimately the soul is pure but soul because of using its free will in wrong direction he chooses to come under under material nature and as soon as he came as he came into the contact of material nature he accepts three modes of nature and thus his chain of birth and death starts so this is a con diseased condition for a soul and uh, for that we have to uplift ourselves. So in paragraph 23 to 24 Prabhupada again hits on the educational system that education system is not teaching all these facts that there is next life, there there are, there should, we should live a, a sinless life and how to lead life, what are our identity. The Prabhupada mentioned that this educational system just making human life a more animalistic way of living. So the uh, Prabhupada mentioned that distinction can be made when a human being becomes inquisitive and asks why, why have I been put into miserable condition, is there any remedy. When all these questions are asked and steps are taken to answer them, our human civilization is the result. Until and unless we don't ask some any question regulated to our own identity, it means we are, are living like an animals. 
so animals and animalistic human beings are simply interested in continuing the process of eating sleeping mating and defending but in actuality this process is forced to break down so prabhupada mentioned that we are planning to have a good eating um, food stuff we want to have a good way of sleeping all this we want to have a good defending system but prabhupada said no defense from cruel death cruel death there is no scientific solution to the fourfold miseries birth age old age diseases and death we are just patching up the things we have no permanent solution so in paragraph 25 to 26 prabhupada mentioned that solution is krishna consciousness and by quoting from shrimad bhagavad gita 4th chapter 9th verse prabhupada said that uh, by hearing about the victorious acts janma karma cha me divyam evam yoveti tatvatah we have to understand the birth and activities of krishna and thus we will prepare our spiritual body until unless we don't have spiritual body we cannot enter into krishna lok so this very human form of life this over life which we are living now this is very important we have to make right choices and this life is a preparation for the next life so better is to prepare for krishna conscious life so therefore there are processes of devotional service we should be we should follow all these processes very strictly with the intention to give pleasure to krishna so prabhupad concluded in this way that krishna consciousness is the only solution so here we'll stop if you have any doubts any questions you can ask me you can text me and your replies are very much encouraging for us if you reply it will help us to grow further and improve and in means it will help us to improve our process in ourselves so please i'm waiting for your all replies your comments your questions thank you very much hare krishna hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare 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 krishna so today we will complete our third chapter as yesterday i could not send you the audio because as you know i was not feeling well so today's audio may be the big one because i have to com- complete whole chapter without taking much time we'll start the chapter name is learning to love so in the first three paragraphs shila prabhupad mentioned with context to the previous chapter that in the previous chapter we had discussed that there should be the process of atonement to counteract the sinful activities which we committed so taking this point forward prabhupad started with the paragraph with the theme that that yes atonement is necessary prabhupad mentioned that contamination from sinful activities require proportionate atonement 
if one does not atone then what will be the result he will carries the reaction of his sins to next life so it is very important to follow the process of atonement that's why there is a vedic law book named as manu samhita in which these laws are given that which type of atonement for what type of sin and many many other laws are also there which a man a human should follow so in vedic book this law book manu samhita it is stated that we are not even that much independent that we can kill an ant proper mention that one cannot even kill an ant without being responsible since we cannot create we have no right to kill any living entity further propad also quoted from bible that in the bible also not in the bible even in quran in even in sikhism that guru granth sahib these things are mentioned that one should not kill unnecessary here i am using the word unnecessary we will take it we'll cover this point later in our this as we move forward in this chapter but in bible also it is said that thou shall not kill thou shall not kill it is said in the bible and this is the perfect law we should not speculate or discriminate or distort these instructions it is a very clear instruction that one should not kill but today's in christianity the this instruction is distorted they they promote this instruction in a way that it means that one should not kill a man but he can kill animals but this is a man made law but the perfect law was thou shall not kill propad in one of his book propad mentioned that god is intelligent person and if it is so that one should not kill human then god has to mention that one should not kill human but it is clearly written that one should not kill kill means any type of killing so propad mentioned that in any case that god laws will not excuse such behavior by discriminating distorting the things laws and live independently propad gave very nice example all here to cut this point that one should kill lower species of animal for his own pleasure propad mentioned that if for a father in in intelligent son or a less intelligent son for father there is equal love for all both of them father not discriminate that intelligent son is more dear to me so this is an idea that everything created in this creation is created by krishna by god so it is our responsibility to take care of each and everything so for that we have to become krishna conscious unless we become krishna conscious we may distort the things the laws and 
commit sinful activities commit sins so here prabhupad explain all these things that one should not kill unnecessarily in paragraph 4 to 6 prabhupad explained about the science of soul because in the previous paragraph we have mentioned that animals also have soul it is not like that in many other religions especially in christianity they say that soul is present in only human beings not in animals so we can kill animals but it is not the right understanding we can see the symptoms of life when soul is present in a human body or in an animal body the symptoms are the same an animal also grows produces decays his activities are same when we cut an animal blood came in our body also this functionality is the same so how how on and on what basis we can say that in an animal there is no soul one can say that animals are less intelligent but it doesn't mean that they have so they don't have soul so the criteria is that one has to know about the soul what is soul so probably in fourth to sixth paragraph explained about soul about the size of soul and uh, about the transmigration of soul from one body to another body and uh, probad also explained in this paragraph that how this transmigration of soul happens so there are two points probad covered that it is decided by the superior authorities so when we are when we as a soul is present in this body we have to act and our actions are record record of our action is kept by superior authorities as in the last chapter also we had discussed that there are many witnesses sun is witness moon is witness all directions are witness so we cannot say that we are not under superintendence we are always under superintendence and the main authority main superintendent is given by krishna he is present in our heart he knows everything what we are thinking what we are doing he is seeing every time he is seeing us every time so all our actions are recording recorded as a worker one when a worker uh, works in office his record is kept whether he is performing good or bad and according to his performance promotion and demotion is awarded to him similarly our according to our actions according to our actions our and which which type of body we as a we soul will go in our next life is determined is decided by superior authorities and one transmigration is is, is within the body like we when we were child that our child body is not present now it is now dead but the memories of that childish childhood memories are there in our uh, still is there but that body is not there so generally what should be the idea that if body is not present then memories should also not be present but memories are there it means there is someone else who is recording the memories and who is that that is soul in our this lifetime we are we can see that 15 years back our body was different now that body is not present 
after 15 years this body this present body will not be there another body will come but that but the general perception of our life of this very life is there and who is perceiving the things soul is perceiving the things in the last book we also discuss that the real enjoyer is soul and soul has his senses so like this this transmigration of soul is also happen within the body so propad in 7th to 8th paragraph uh, mentioned about faulty educational system that all these facts that we are not this body we are soul we have to perform right actions this is not being taught in today's education today's educational system so propad has mentioned that there is no education without spiritual knowledge one can learn to earn bread eat sleep and mate without formal education propad mentioned that there is no need to train people in how to eat how to sleep how to mate this is one can learn without even having formal education animals no need to for animals there is no need to train them for all these activities even for an human also all these things even it illiterate person also can eat sleep mate and defend themselves so there is no education without spiritual knowledge until and unless we are not educate people about spirituality it means we are not educating him to so real and education real knowledge enables us to understand what we are so in today scenario there is no department of soul there is no department who who tell us the difference between a dead man and a living man so propad mentioned about faulty educational system and propad also said that as long as man does not develop his consciousness all his works are in mode of ignorance so we are doing many things we are creating we are manufacturing many big big things but if we are not aware of ourselves if we are not conscious then all our work is in mode of ignorance so a human life is a very precious life to develop that consciousness to get that higher taste that higher happiness but if it is not um, if it is not directed toward this point it means we are wasting our life so right education what is the right education right education propad has said that if the educational system deal with the proper utilization of what god is supplying it would be it would improve propad mentioned that until we are not teaching people about how to utilize the things supplying by the god it is not a right education why this point has come that because everything is given by god and if we don't consider god and just utilizing those things for our own pleasure it means we are thief a thief is what he what a thief do he he never says he never ask permission from his from the authority to whom the things are belonging he just kept those things similar we are doing it means we are thief so propad mentioning here that yes yes one can say that you are saying that killing should not be there then how will will leave generally people say you are eating vegetarian you are a vegetarian person you pluck fruits from the uh, from a tree you are also hurting a tree 
you are cutting the crops from the field it means you are also killing as Prabhupada has mentioned that yes it is a natural cycle one living entity is a food for another living entity so in this way this world is in a constant struggle between exploiters and exploited one living entity who has strength is exploiting lower entity so this thing is there this is a natural cycle but one should understand how to utilize all these things in a God service then Prabhupada mentioned a very important point that it is not just to become vegetarian Vaishnavas don't eat meat this is not the point yes vegetarianism is one of the principle but that principle is in a more elaborate way is that that we only accept those things which are offered to Krishna first similarly vegetarianism is not an important point for a Vaishnava more important point is for a Vaishnava is to his advancement of God consciousness that's why he offer vegetarian food to Krishna and thus he accept those food it is the right process otherwise animals some many animals are strict vegetarian like a cow cow is a strict vegetarian it doesn't mean that means many other animals are also there who are strict vegetarian but vegetarianism is not an important point yes cow is a very divine animal but still for an human being a vegetarian is not a big thing animals are also vegetarian so in paragraph 9 to 10 Prabhupada explained that what is the purpose of offering we are saying that first we offer to Krishna then only accept then the purpose of offering is to create loving transaction so Prabhupada again mentioned that we should remember that it is not vegetarianism which is important nor is that that God is need in need of anything the point is that we simply have to try how to learn how to love Krishna so God is also not in need of anything he is a creator he is creator of everything he is a proprietor of everything but still Krishna asking in Bhagavad Gita patram pushpam phalam toyam yo me bhaktya prechati one if one offer me fruit leaf vegetable I will accept it Krishna is mentioning that with love and devotion if one offers so Lord is not in the need of these things he is the creator of leaf why he asks one to offer leaf to himself it is just because Lord wants that living entities should reciprocate with him Lord also wants this Lord also wants this so it is our natural process it is our natural duty to offer things to Krishna it is very natural because Krishna is the only proprietor of the thing is the authority of all the things we should ask permission so that is a very basic law so it is also an easy thing for anyone to collect some fruits leaf water from any place and offer it to Krishna so in paragraph 11 Prabhupada mentioned that that this Krishna consciousness method allows one to make friends with Krishna so relationship with Krishna can be established in very different ways like one can become one can relate become relation related to Krishna with as a friend as a mother as a lover so that our relation with Krishna is eternal 
it is not like that we have to force relationship on us relationship is also already there we have eternal relationship with krishna just like father and son a son may not accept father right now but still when a son has to fill any form he has to fill that column who is your father that relationship is there and relationship cannot be broken because it is an eternal relationship so prabhupad mentioned from paragraph to 12 to 14 about universal brotherhood and peace formula so in if you understand this that every living entity is related to krishna then we are related to everyone prabhupad gave an example when a girl married to uh, married to a man then the family of the man the girl also related to that family of a man by just marrying to that person similarly if we accept krishna if we establish our relationship with krishna then automatically everything with everything we have relate will establish relationship with everything in even in every living entity from an ant to brahma we are related to everyone so we'll respect each and every person automatically because everything is related to krishna suppose i'll give my laptop to you and for some days you will kept that laptop very nicely because you know that this laptop is related to that prabhu ji so in a similar way if we relate everything if we relate to krishna if we relation if we establish our relationship with krishna that the things related to krishna is very much dear for us also as krishna is dear to us so this is a formula to establish a universal brotherhood united nation of organization and many other organization are trying to establish universal brotherhood peace among all the countries but until unless they make this they don't educate people how means about god consciousness then there will be no peace no universal brotherhood one we everyone has to come around one center and that center is krishna so all these things are explained in paragraph 12 to 14 also prabhupad explained that we as a iskon in our temples we are doing every activity by keeping saint krishna in the center prabhupad mentioned that our activities may remain the same we simply have to understand that we are acting for krishna and not for our personal satisfaction so in the temple we are cooking we are taking prasadam distributing book we all think these all things we are doing for the pleasure of krishna so those who try to deny krishna and live outside of any relationship to him are actually leading a sinful life to so prabhupad mentioning very important point here also that if one is not krishna conscious it means he is a crazy because he is living on a platform of which is temporary and transient one has to come to the level of eternal eternity by engaging oneself in the service of krishna so prabhupad explained that how how the service to krishna is very natural to us as a as a hand hand is is a part of the body so hand is a part of body if hand he if hand independently says that i will not cooperate with the body i will not take food and and put it into the mouth 
and I stop functioning like that. It means he is uh, he is uh, uh, destroying himself because if he cooperate with the body, he put the food into the mouth, body energize and automatically oh, the hand also get energy. Similarly, if we are part and parcel of Krishna, we have and Krishna is a whole body and we are his part and our duty is to serve Krishna, to cooperate with Krishna. If we don't cooperate with Krishna, then as a separate part, we have no proper energy, proper identity, but we are, suppose a machine is working, a small nut in the machine, it, what is the value of a small nut? When it is connected with the machine, it is very valuable, but it is, when it is disconnected from the machine, it is just of 2 rupees. Similarly, if we are connected to Krishna, if we are cooperating with Krishna, then we are valuable, otherwise we are nothing. So for that, we are, Prabhupada is saying that eternal engagement is devotional service. We have to perform devotional service. That is our eternal engagement and our natural engagement, just as a hand, just as a nut in the machine. So Prabhupada in 15 to 16 paragraph explained that in that uh, otherwise if one deny Krishna he, he will actually actually leading a life which is very sinful so Prabhupada again taking that point that one has to perform atonement and Parikshit Maharaj asked this question to Shukdev Goswami about the deliverance of the fallen soul and uh, Prabhupada explained here that about that a Vaishnava is very merciful Vaishnavas hurt Prabhupada gave an example of Jesus Christ, Vasudev Dutt and also mentioned that a Vaishnava or a devotee may suffer for all humanity but the race or a particular devotee disciple should not take advantage of this facility and continue to commit sin. As this point came because in Christianity itself the people what they say that they say that Lord already has, Jesus already has uh, taken our sins so we can do anyway. We can perform anything, we can do and we can act any type of activity, whether it is sinful. If sins can be commit if sins we commit some sins, then Jesus will take care of us. So they are taking the mercy very leniently. One should not do like this. Otherwise, what will be the result? Bondage is the result. Suffering is the result. So paragraph 17 to 19 Prabhupada explained about faulty modern education system that they are not teaching about the bondage how bondage is this bandhana karma bandhan they are not teaching about all these things sinful activities what is pious activities sinful activities god who we are so fact these facts are not being taught in today's modern education modern education does not believe in next life and Prabhupada mentioned that it seems that the more educated one becomes, the less he believes in the God. That such type of education system is there. One become more educated means he is less God conscious. And less God conscious means less knowledge of all the laws 
given in Vedic scriptures. The law is there, if you kill an animal, in the next life you will be killed. So, modern education is not teaching all these things. It means it is promoting the idea of living independently and what is what will be the result? The result is the more animalistic civilization and people in the next life they will become an animal. What is the education in the right way? Then Prabhupada mentioned that, that, that we have to understand that we are not this body, we are soul. And this body, what is this body? This body is just made up of a stool, urine and mucus. It is a bag. It is a bag filled with all these things. And Prabhupada also mentioned that we are saying that we are body. We Sometimes we say that we are go, I am a God. But we don't know anything about this body. The body is a bag of stool. If one thinks that this intelligence is coming from body or in another way, Prabhupada mentioning that if one thinks that one thinks that intelligence is coming out from stool, stool means this body, this bag, and that person is a fool. Scripture says that anyone who accepts this body as the self and accepts bodily relation as real is illusion. So one Prabhupada quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam. And we have to come to the level of spiritual realization and the real this realization is that that we are not this body we are soul and Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Prabhupada quoted from Bhagavad Gita 18.54 that if one come to that level he will be he is in ultimate happiness Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma and in that happiness there is no hankering and no lamentation there is no hankering and no lamentation Prabhupada mentioned that this bodily conception of life that we are the body it means we are under the material nature and when we are under the material nature we are conditioned and we are responsible for our condition because we act accordingly accordingly means in which mode we are we act accordingly so to come out from all type of reactions sinful reactions we have to perform atonement so in paragraph 20 to 21, Parikshit Maharaj asked another intelligent question that atonement is not enough. For a person who has some disease, if he, if he cure himself by taking some medicine, but still there is, a, there is a danger of getting that disease again. Otherwise, one can, you can also take one example that an elephant, when he took bath, after coming from out from the river, he'll again throw dust over his body. It means after atonement, there is many chances, there is a chance that he'll commit that sin again. So what is the solution for that? Prabhupada also in these paragraph mentioned that habit is a second nature. It is very difficult to break. And how habit develops? As soon as we accept any mode of material nature, we are if we are under in these three modes of material nature it means some we are doing some activities and which mode is prominent that particular type of habit we attain some are in mode of goodness they have an habit of waking up early in the morning some are in mode of ignorance they have those type of habits like committing illicit activities committing sins so we have to come out from the association of these 
थ्री मोड्स ऑफ मटीरियल नेचर एंड वट इज़ द सोल्यूशन सोल्यूशन इज कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस सो प्रभुपाद इन लास्ट पैराग्राफ फ्रॉम ट्वेंटी टू टू ट्वेंटी थ्री नंबर पैराग्राफ प्रभुपाद मैंशन अबाउट द प्रोसेस ऑफ कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस प्रभुपाद मैंशन दैट वन अंडलेस वन कम्स टू द कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस द हैबिट्स ही फॉर्म इन द एसोसिएशन ऑफ थ्री मोड्स विल रिमेन द सेम दिस कृष्णा कॉन्शियस प्रोसेस डज नॉट रिकमेंड एनी टाइप ऑफ अटोनमेंट द प्रोसेस इज डिफरेंट फ्रॉम अटोनमेंट दैट इज द पॉइंट द दिस प्रोसेस ऑफ कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस इज डिफरेंट फ्रॉम अटोनमेंट इट इज नॉट एन अटोनमेंट इट इज बियॉन्ड द अटोनमेंट दिस इज द पॉइंट वी हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड ऑल दीज फैक्ट्स दैट वी आर सोल वी आर रिलेटेड टू कृष्णा वेन वी आर इन रिलेशन विद कृष्णा इट मीन्स मैनी थिंग्स विल हैपन बिकॉज कृष्णा इज प्योर and as soon as we come into the contact of krishna we also become pure that is the point that is the point we have to understand that krishna coming into contact of krishna means coming automatically coming out of this bodily conception of life we have to understand all these things we have to think on more and more on these things that we are not this body we are soul this point is very important this point is very important point that we are not this body we are soul very important point so by coming into contact with krishna all sinful activities with all its seeds burns this is written in the bhagavatam so disease of the soul will remain same unless one come to the platform of rendering devotional service in love and one has to purify his life by coming to krishna consciousness so we'll see how this krishna consciousness works in the next part hare krishna hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so today we will start our fourth chapter and the name of the chapter is learning tapasya learning tapasya self control so in this chapter today we will cover around nine paragraph first nine paragraphs we'll cover and we'll start it in the last three chapters there we have discussed that to counteract the reactions of our sinful activities one should have to perform atonement and based on this theme many things we have learned in the last three chapters we have learned that how krishna consciousness is beyond such activities of atonement krishna consciousness is the ultimate solution in today's chapter the theme we continue with the theme of atonement and the counteraction of our sinful activities but here prakshit maharaj asked one more question prakshit maharaj concerned was that that if one per, if a person performs the atonement but still if he commit the same sin again then what is the use of that atonement so that is the point parikshit maharaj asked to shukdev goswami 
then what is the use of atonement if a person again commits the same sin so that is a very intelligent question parikshit maharaj was asking prabhupad gave an example from shrimad bhagavatam the example was given by parikshit maharaj that an elephant when he went when he bath and after coming out of from the river he again put dust he again throw dust on a, on his body and become dirty again then what is the use of such bathing he went to bath to clean himself but after coming back he became he again became dirty similarly many people they went to holy rivers they took bath to remove their sins but again after coming back they again start committing those sins those sinful activities then what is the use of that bathing also in christianity one we can see that they went to church every sunday for for asking forgiveness from the lord from of their sinful activities but they have committed during the last 6 days in on the seventh day they went to church and from again from next monday they start committing those sins they thought that god is taking over sins god is neutralizing over sins but that is not the fact that should not be the fact one should be responsible for his activities one should not commit those activities again and again after performing such atonement but still there is a tendency why there is a tendency parikshit maharaj is asking how to get a permanent solution even tendency should not be there and what is that solution if atonement is not enough to remove the tendencies then what is the process so parikshit maharaj is asking for the process so in paragraph 2 to 4 shukadev goswami start answering to parikshit maharaj that yes atonement is also a type of activity and it is a counteracting type of activity if one one is Uh, counteracting a one type of activity with another type of activity but the result is the same the result is not the permanent result the miseries are still there miseries are still there why prabhupad prabhupad uh, write this line that why still miseries are there because we in this very life we all we have uh, our past reactions in this life we are suffering also we are getting happiness also but uh, suppose we are suffering with some some type of we are suffering and we come to know that this type of activity we have committed in our past life and suppose you atone for that but still still probad in one of his book he has mentioned that this material life in this material life you are supposed to act and the material influence is such a influence that 
it is sure that one without being krishna conscious one is in a very in a zone that he will commit sin he will commit sin so that is the zone of material influence if one is under that zone it is very much sure that he will commit sins either in mind either by speech or either by action so so miseries will not end if we atone for one type of activity still there are many activities we are committing sins we are performing many activities and from out of many activities some are sinful also because we are under this material influence and what will be the result then again we will have will have to come to this material world after taking another form of life and in that life we have to suffer for those sinful activities so it means this permanent solution is not coming we are performing one activity and we are contracting with another activity but still the result is the same prabhupada gave an example of united nations that how he he wants to stop the war he his attempts are still failure wars are stopped for some time and again war happens so prabhupada gave here an example that that one has to come to a knowledge a platform of knowledge so that is the point that is the point so prabhupada mentioned in the third paragraph that real atonement is performed in knowledge and what is that knowledge prabhupada mentioned that according to the vedas unless these why questions arise in one's mind one has to ask questions one has to ask that why i am suffering why i am here in this material influence why i am here in this miserable condition who i am when one starts asking such type of questions and that questions are stated as brahma jigyasa one has to ask who i am who is absolute truth and if one is not asking this questions he is not performing his proper functionality of this human form of life there are many intelligent persons there are intelligent persons who are materially well educated but still they don't know who they are and what is the use of this type of knowledge prabhupad already explained in the last book that where is the department who will tell us that who we are what is the difference between a dead body and a living body so that is a very important point that we have to come to the knowledge we have to come to that intelligent so there are three quotients one is intelligent quotient emotional quotient and spiritual quotient intelligent quotient is just a quotient just a method to method to measure the intelligent of a person based on some based on some uh, solving capabilities suppose you are asked to solve some type of questions which have a standard pattern and you you are able to solve those patterns it they consider you as a intelligent person but that intelligent intelligence is not useful to make you happy forever because there are many intelligent boys and girls who are 
studying in very big colleges big big universities but still we have seen that they commit suicide because they don't know who they are what is the value of their life but they are good in solving some questions but that is not the method to 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 measure the real intelligence the real intelligence is what so there is another emotional quotient emotional quotient is how you handle the situation suppose for an example arjuna arjuna is arjuna has high intelligent quotient because he know how to hit the target and he has also emotional quotient because in the beginning of kurukshetra war he he don't want to fight because of some emotions for their family members it means he has some emotions also and but these emotions will also not help because sometimes until we don't have spiritual quotient we sometimes lose the emotions also so spiritual quotient what is spiritual quotient spiritual quotient is when you start asking why i am doing this like in the bhagavad gita in the kurukshetra war when krishna shows that arjuna's spiritual quotient is weak that's why his intelligent quotient and emotional quotient also goes weaken so krishna gave him spiritual quotient he gave him the knowledge about himself and after getting those spiritual quotient arjuna again start fighting with with the proper fighting spirit as a kshatriya so spiritual quotient is why i am doing this suppose you are you are putting a ladder with, to the wall and you you want to go upward upstairs and but if you if you don't know why you are going upstairs then what is the use of all this thing putting ladder and climbing to the to the ladder what is the use you should know what is the goal so that is spiritual question and one when one is spiritually highly intelligent that person will perform real atonement because for that one has to ask question one has to ask question then why i am in such a con- diseased condition of life so probably mentioned that if one want to stop the this diseased life he must have to follow regulative principles suppose we are having some disease and a doctor prescribed us some type of restriction then we have to accept it if we don't accept his prescriptions his regulations will not be cured so that is the point that one has to come to that level that he should follow the vedic instructions vedas already gave many instructions to the living entities how about how to live yesterday we also discussed about manu samhita there are many laws given so one has to abide by those laws one should not break those rules so if we follow those rules it means we are leading a regulative life and that regulative life makes us cure from the diseased condition of life so what is the diseased disease is we are taking birth again and again we are writing in this material world and to stop this we need the regulations given in the vedic scriptures even 
not in Hindu scriptures. In all the scriptures, such type of regulations are given. So one has to follow and come to that level of knowledge. So in paragraph five to seven, Prabhupad mentioned that how to elevate oneself to that platform of knowledge. So as we discussed, that material life is such a life that we are forced to commit sins, and after committing sins, there are results. So this cycle of committing sin and getting result is going on and will go will go on in this material life so what is the necessity we have to come to the level of knowledge and what is the necessity to that to come to that level of knowledge one has to perform tapasya so what is tapasya tapasya is voluntarily acceptance of a miserable condition so propa gave an example if one is having diabetes then he sh- he will perform some tapasya he will stop he stopped eating sugar so that is tapasya from his own he he, com- he started performing some tapasya from his own so in this way tapasya is voluntarily acceptance of a miserable conditions and human life is meant for tapasya because when we perform some tapasya that is good for us if we don't perform tapasya we can see that during this lockdown during this corona pandemic people generally their lifestyle now before that also they were just have to sit in the one chair and externally also their people were not accustomed to perform some tapasya so now what are happening people are getting more diseases this is happening in india also that people are not performing externally they are not performing ex- in a bodily platform they are not performing any tapasya so they they are so they are uh, getting another type of diseases other than corona some have constipation some have they are they are getting fatty all these things so tapasya is good for human human life is meant for tapasya so some tapasya is certainly required if we want to advance in no spiritual life we have to perform some tapasya that is necessary without being without having tapasya in our life then what is the difference between animal and us animals are also animal life is what they have don't have any regulations in their life and and all one thing is also there that human after seeing a human it is one point is generally came to our mind that that living that living species that species of life is meant for tapasya restriction is for human beings propad mentioned that restrictions is for human beings not an, an not for an animal a animal an animal when he crossed the red light no one asked him no one punishes him but when an human when a human crossed red light traffic light he was he he get punishment so that is the point that it is natural for an human to perform some tapasya because we are meant for that this human life is very rare and very important we should know the importance of human life this human life as we discussed in the first book that 
that consciousness we have discussed about the level of consciousness so human form of life is advanced level of consciousness from here we can change our cycle of we can change our cycle we can promote ourselves to higher planetary system or even to the topmost planet and we can get the association of krishna so that human life is a like a junction from where we can move over journey towards either krishna loka or or still may we may still be there in this material world so this human form of life is very important so if we lead a li- our human form of life just like an animal without having any tapasya an animal is not performing any tapasya voluntarily he has his his its natural living life cycle so in krishna consciousness propad mentioned that we have tapasya one has to perform tapasya and what is that tapasya the four regulative principles what are those four regulative principles no illicit sex no intoxication no gambling and no meat eating so probably mentioned that this is the culture in india but now indians are going to west to learn sense gratification and they are thinking that they are advancing but they are not aware of that that they are creating more miserable life for their further in future so tapasya is a restriction and is for humans so in paragraph 8 to 9 propad mentioned that what is tapasya so propad in the starting he mentioned that brahmacharya restricted sex life so what is mean of restricted sex life if one is married he has to he is just and for to beget to beget a krishna conscious child he is allowed to have sex otherwise just for sense gratification he is, he should not perform this activity so probad mentioned about vedic lifestyle in the veda vedic lifestyle a child from his very age from the very age of means when he was when he was 5 year old he went to gurukula and there till 25 years of age he performed celibacy and later if he want to marry he can enter into grahastha life because he has practiced very nicely so his grahastha life is also going very smoothly and later he can take sanyas so that was the vedic lifestyle so prabhupada also mentioned in the ninth paragraph that if one execute a regulated life of tapasya he is a brahman so brahman we have to come to the level of brahman 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 as a person who has many good qualities like he has sense control he has he has a taste for reading shastras he is a person who perform austerities sacrifices truthfulness all these qualities are related to the brahmanas brahmanas are not just by taking a birth in a brahman family one cannot be a brahman one has to get some qualifications and one can get those qualifications by by coming into the association of such devotees but there is an option that a low grade person can also become brahmana by 
by getting those qualification by following the regulative principles so one who don't perform tapasya and lives like cat and dog and dies unnecessarily means dies like a cat and dog without performing any tapasya he is called kripan kripan is a miser miser mean he is not ex- he is not uh, uh, miser one meaning of miser is he one who don't who is not extravagant but here miser means one who don't understand the value of his life and just lead his human form of life in sense gratification without knowing the proper utilization of this human form of life that person is kripan so prabhupad here in the last lines of ninth paragraph mentioned about the importance of human life and importance of tapasya in the in this human form of life tomorrow we will discuss further and you if you have any type of question you can text me hare krishna